Welcome to episode 60 of In The Saddle podcast. This week's Ben for you will be covering Thursday's meeting at Gowden Park. The focus will be on the, the main two features on the card, the John Mohern Golmoy Hurdle Grade 2 and the Goffs Fiestas Handicap Chase. Cracking panel this evening, we're joined by Lucky Loaders, Paul Callahan and Gold Cup winning jockey Robbie Power. We'll start with Lucky Loaders, another winning nap today. Yeah, another winning nap, this time at Wolverhampton, mixing it up between the flat and the jumps. But yeah, really looking forward to discussing this podcast. I always love the Thiestes meeting every year. It's always a really good uh, handicap chase to get your teeth stuck into, and it's been won by some nice horses down the years. So yeah, looking forward to uh, discussing this year's renewal. Interesting. Uh, Paul Callahan, what's the crack? How are you getting on? Oh, very good. Keeping busy. Back at college yesterday evening, so thankfully still working, working from home, so between the two and kept kept going. So yeah, looking forward to the Tiestas and then into we're on to Cheltenham Trial Estate then at the weekend. So oh it's good. Yeah, hopefully my dissertation can come in handy uh, when you have to do that one, Paul Callahan. But um now I'm sure you'll be grand. Um and obviously we've got a Gold Cup winning jockey Robbie Power on the panel this evening. How's it going, Robbie? Oh good now Mark. All good. Uh, we had a frustrating um few days with meetings being called off because of weather, but um Thankfully, all the meetings have been rescheduled and hopefully starting tomorrow in Taurus, we can keep going and looking forward to the testers in Goffs or the testers in Gorn. Excellent. Yeah, I'd imagine you'd definitely be looking forward to uh, Gowan on Thursday. Uh, she's got some decent rides there. Um, and I know uh, Chris Loder, uh, her naps man, he, he actually fancies one of yours. So we'll, we'll disclose that later on in the podcast, right? But what we'll do is we'll start, um, obviously, Thursday's Gowan Parks meeting. Okay, we're going to look at the two main features. We're going to start with the 220, the John Mohern Golmoy Hurdle Grade 2. We'll start with Paul Callahan. What do you like in this race? I like the All Care. I think the favourite supposable Great White Shark, um, given that our best form comes later on in the year, kind of towards the, the back end of the spring into the summer and through the, the back end of the season. Borough Saint will obviously strip fitter and, and probably less gassy than he did behind Mary Francis when the pair met at Clamel back on the 3rd of December. That was Borough Saint first run since New Year's Eve back in 2019. Mary Francis has since ran and only managed to beat one finisher home in the Grade Three mares hurdle at Leperston over the Christmas period. She loved the ground, and Mary Francis, to be fair, is probably overpriced. But I'm going to side with an old mate train, Dial Care, ridden by Sean Fanigan. He's two victories from four starts over hurdles, and one of those victories came on his last start at Limerick over two and a half miles. That was back on the 26th of December. He looked beat up in the second last, but he, he stayed on strong under young Michael Stenson. He hit the line quite strong, so I think to step up the three miles here is going to gonna suit him. He has a three runs over fences and three also between the flags in point of points, but he is pretty unexposed. I think he, he loves the grounds, and I think there's, there should be plenty more to come, so it's the Alcare for me. The Alcare is currently best price available, 9-1 to one for Sean Flanagan and no meets. Uh, it's interesting you you mentioned Mary Francis because I know I know you like uh you like an outsider Paul Callahan he's he's a twenty five to one shot in the book right now um but you'd imagine you probably get bigger on the day um and I know there's a difference of opinion already Lucky Loaders uh, what do you like in this one? You know, I actually quite like the chances of Great White Shark I just think she's been improving uh, as she's got better with age um really interesting profile won the Cesarevich when last seen off a mark of eighty six landed a gamble. Uh, that day and then the time before that she was seen winning at the the Galway Festival you know so I think she is improving and also as well she ran a good race in the Martin Pipe to finish in third place uh, last year off a mark of 136 she she is improving and she will get the mayor's allowance here um, I thought she, 
I thought it was quite a poor renewal of this race by recent standards. You know, it's obviously presenting Percy stomping ground, wasn't it, the last couple of years? And then Benny de Jure as well was uh, effortless on her return last year in this race. So it's normally been a good race in recent times. But yeah, I thought this year's renewal was slightly below par compared to the last uh, couple. And I thought if there was an improver in here and one we still haven't got to the bottom of yet, it could be Great White Shark. And it's interesting as well that Paul Townend uh, has uh, given uh, the nod to this one. So, yeah, I was quite keen on her chances with the Mayor's Allowance and also as well her, her improving profile. Uh, Great White Shark's currently best price available at 11 to 4, uh, 5 to 2 in places for the all conquering Willie Mullins and Paul Townend. Um, and also moving on to Robbie Power. Uh, I know you've got a ride in this one, uh, Mary Francis. Um, how do you think this one will be ridden on the day? Are you going to be prominent on this one or how, how are you going to ride him? Yeah, I'd imagine she'll be very prominently ridden. She usually goes forward in, in most of her races and she's a mud lover. She absolutely loves heavy ground. Um, Paul was saying she's a bad run the last day, but two and a half miles on, on goodish ground or yielding ground or not, what she wants, you know, she's all about galloping through slop and, and muck. And um, I discarded her on the last day and look at her run when she beat Burroughs Saint by 45 lengths in, in Clamwell. So she has a chance, an each way chance. Um, only got 10 prior her back getting all the allowances, which is a big help. I don't think connections of Paisley Park or Titan Hill will be much, looking at this with much fear, you know. Um, and Roxana, for that matter, I don't think there's anything in here that can trouble um, the stairs hurdle market. Two horses for me, both coming back off um, unsuccessful chasing careers are Jill Kerr and um, Sam's Profile. Sam's Profile is a horse that Mouse Morris has held in the highest regard, took a crunching fall on his first start of offences this season. And before that was, or after that then was third. So going back over hurdles, I think he has a chance so he was second only beaten the length by um uh by me in a grade one in um uh, in Punchestown. Um the name of the horse that I wrote has just escaped me at the moment. But uh he's a horse that Mouse has always thought an awful lot of and Joe Kerr as well needs to improve on his his win in Limerick. He beat Born by the Sea by a neck. So he needs to step up plenty in that but probably opens out on his first run back over hurdles that day should improve and jump with sticker and, and Sean Flanagan has chosen him out the no me pair. Yeah, I know uh, Paul Callahan, our man, he was quite keen on uh, dual care. It's obviously good to hear uh, positive feedback from yourself. And obviously Sam's profile as well. That's a 12 to 1 chance for Mouse Morris and Philip Enright. And obviously Mary Francis is a 25 to 1 chance at the moment. Um, hopefully the uh, it turns into an absolute bog to suit to suit Mary Francis. One thing I would like to ask you, Robbie, what was the best way to ride Gowan? Do you need to? Is it better to be handy or coming from the back on that sort of ground? Um, it all it all depends on the pace of the race up front. You know, Gorn is generally a, a nice track to make the run on, especially if it's if it's quick ground in Gorn, they don't come back. Obviously, the ground is going to be very very tested, so it's going to bring stamina into play. And if they go too quick up front, then you can drop in a little bit and take your time. Um, but generally, it's a it's a track that suits front runners. Interesting. Um, and obviously, the point you said about Paisley Park being worried. I uh, won't have to contact anyone um, and make sure we change any of the Annie Post bang after this one. But obviously, we'll see see how this one goes. Uh, Paul Callahan's keen on Diokier at 9 to 1. Uh, Chris Loder's selection is Great White Shark at 11 to 4. And uh, Robbie Power rides Mary Francis, 25 to 1 chance in the moment. And obviously, a little shout out for Sam's profile of Mouse Morrissey's at 12 to 1. And uh, moving on to the 325, the Golf Fiesta's handicap, Chase Grade 1. 
we'll start with Paul Callahan. What do you like in this race? I'm going to be a little bit boring. I'm with Acapella Bourgeois, the Willie Mullins and Paul Townend. You know, he was comfortably held, but he ran a good race in this last year off a handicap mark of 152. The race was won by Total Recall, who received the rating of 158 after last year's success. But Acapella Bourgeois, he won the Grade 3 Bobby Joe Chase at Ferry House two starts back. That was, he, he beat Bells Hill, who's rated 153 by 15 lengths before following Albion photo home at Tremor on New Year's Day. I do find it hard to oppose him, like when you spied last hill towards the top of the market. He was well held, Spyglass Hill behind Animex, who's rated 153. That was at Goran over two and a half back in November. Coco Beach has only managed to, or has only tried three miles once in his life. That was in a hurdle race at Navin back in December 2019. He actually fell on that occasion. However, Coco Beach was a good second behind Pencil Full of Lead at Galway back in October. That was over two miles, six and a half. It indicated he would stay at three, but he's just failed to kick on from that run. And, he was a beaten favourite, including in, in a beginner's chase at Fairy House, and that was on his last run. So I think it's hard to, to find, you know, it's hard to, to get involved, I think, for me with Coco Beach. Just think it's hard to, to pose Acapella Bourgeois. Yeah, it's currently a 9 to 1 best price available. Um, obviously, if you sort of exclude that last run behind Album Photo, um, obviously very impressive. Uh, Fairy House beating Bells Hill, um, obviously off top weight. Um, on Thursday, um, every chance for obviously Willie Mullins and Paul Townend. Best price available is nine to one at the moment for a Capello Bourgeois uh, for Paul Callahan. Uh, Lucky Loaders, what do you like in this one? Well, I actually quite liked uh, Robbie's mount on this one discordantly. Um, Robbie, I just wanted to ask you uh, about your ride in this. Do you think going this way round makes a real difference to him? Because I was looking at some of his best form and going uh, right-handed. That's where his best form seems to have seems to have come do you think going this way around will definitely suit him yeah definitely suit him going right-handed um he won his beginners chasing gordon last year on the, the saturday before Cheltenham, and um yeah I, i'm not going right-handed will, will bring about a little bit of improvement as well and he's a horse that we thought at the start of the season was definitely going to win one of these big handicaps um before the season was out he's really well fancied for a try town after his impressive win in galway and possibly just did a bit too much in front he, he, he jumped so well and raised a little bit keenly in front so he probably did a little bit too much now nothing would have beaten the jam man of the day he was absolutely thrown in but um i thought he ran a good race in the troy town and the last day in leprostown the ground was just too quick for him going left-handed on, on goodish ground he, he's a mud lover and conditions are going to be ideal for him no i thought he had a, a good chance on paper and do you think his mark of one four one is still fairly workable there's still a bit of room off that mark or do you think he's um, up to the hill when it comes to the, to the handicapper. Yeah, no, I think he's. I think there's a good handicap in him off one four one. Winning the way he did in Galway at the start of the season wasn't ideal, but um, I still think he showed he showed in the Town that he can be competitive off this sort of mark. And uh, I think off one four one in, the, in these conditions is um, he, he definitely is a big each way shout. A lot of the horses in this race, I think, are very well exposed. Uh, there's only a few horses coming in that, that might have a few pounds up their sleeves. The majority of them are very well exposed. No, I, I agree with you there. I think it. I think it, there wasn't too many young, improving horses. No, Gordon Elliott had a couple run wild thread. He's in, could be still improving, and Coco Beach they were quite unexposed. But yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of the horses towards the top of the bet, and they didn't look like they had much leniency. But no, I, I'm pleased to hear that Robbie uh, thinks uh, discordantly has a chance. Uh, that was my uh, selection, or at least each way I thought that had a good chance of making the frame. Yeah, he's uh, currently a uh, fourteen to one chance. 
Robbie and uh, Jesse Harrington. Um, it does seem that uh, Lucky Loaders and Robbie Power are uh, quietly bullish about his chances of 1-4-1 one one, um, on Thursday. So I think the question to ask Robbie Power is here is what is the danger to discordantly here? Yeah, look, it's um, it's a competitive race, but as I said, I think a lot of horses are fairly well exposed. Um, conditions are, are definitely going to suit discordantly. It's, it's going to be heavy ground. Three miles will be ideal. He's, he's won around Gorn as well, which is which is always a good thing. Um, I think um, Cocoa Beach and Run Wild Fed are two horses that could be coming into the directing because they're novices have been running de- decent races in novice chases and just not been good enough. And now in handicap marks with 10-6 and 10-4 respectively on their backs, they have to have chances. Um, Coco Beach's horse that I actually rode over hurdles and, and thought chasing was definitely going to be his game. Acapella Bourgeois was second in the race last, or sixth in the race last year off a mark of 152. He came into this race last year on the back of a six-length beating from Album Photo. He's coming in this year on the back of a 20-length beating from Album Photo. Is he a four-pound better horse as an 11-year-old? I don't think so. Um, so I can't have the top weight. And two-way for me, Alfred Ezebo has run good races in this before. He was placed in it before. Rob James takes a very valuable seven-pound uh, off his back, which gives him an each-way chance if run to the best of his form. Um, and the other one there that's still a novice as well is Brahma Bull. Um, ground would be a concern with Brahma Bull. And his jumping is not always a one. He's, he makes a few mistakes. So um, that would be a concern with Brahma Bull. But I think discordantly, Coco Beach and Run Wild Fred would be the three I'd take against the field. Yeah, Robbie Power is, is definitely bullish. I can see him just now. His eyes are lighting up here. He's 14-1 right now, discordantly, um, across the board. Um, I did see uh, Roaring Bull was in this race as well. That'll be an interesting one if, if that one can run a race for, for social media. So as you can remember the commentary when that one, when it was famous for our commentary. So Robbie Kerr does seem quite bullish on discordantly. He's currently a uh, 14-1 chance. And obviously Coco Beach as well. I think he's at the top of the betting just now. He's a, he's an 8-1 to chance for... Gordon Elliott and Jack Kennedy uh, for Gigginstown. So just to go through uh, the selections for the 325 Goss Fiesta's handicap chase grade A is uh, Paul Callahan is keen on the top weight. Acapella's Bourgeois is currently a 9-1 to chance uh, for the all-conquering Willie Mullins and Paul Townend. And Chris Loder is keen on Robbie Powers' mount discordantly at 14-1. And Robbie Power is keen on his ride discordantly at 14-1. And Coco Beach as the danger. Um, and obviously going past our, obviously our two main features at Gowden, um, we're getting to the interesting part of, of the episode, is there any other bets and fancies? Um, we'll start with Paul Callahan. Is there anything else in the card that you like on Thursday? That is a very good question. Um, one I'm just going to have a look. I thought Calvin Cromwell had one ended up in the bumper. Percival Legault, number seven on the card. Derek O'Connor, an eye-catch and jockey book, and it's related to the bumper winner. It's a newcomer, French bread, so... It could be anything, but certainly with the with the, the yard, the way it's going, and the jockey book, and I think Gavin Cromwell's runner in the bumper is certainly one to note. Yeah, there's no pricing up for that. Um, it's, it's interesting you mentioned the, the French bread ones, because I know you sort of see them as a negative normally, um, but the jockey booking is, a, is an eye-catcher. Lucky loaders, anything else at Gowden the listeners should uh, keep an eye on? Not particularly. This card last year was a really good, uh, card obviously I mentioned earlier uh, Benny won it and then also as well you had a chosen mate if I remember rightly won 
uh, the the beginner's chase or the novice's chase, and obviously he went on to win uh, at the Cheltenham Festival, you know. So it was quite a good card last year, and also as well that bumper's thrown up some good horses. I remember um, over the years, was it Blue Sari that won the, this bumper yeah. this, on this card a, a couple of years ago? Um, there was a lot of things, uh, or a lot of hype around that horse at least at the time. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's not a particularly stellar card uh, this year, but uh, yeah, I, I I would look at that bumper, and I, I thought the Mullins horse was interesting, just obviously because of the connections, and that one's a French bred as well. So yeah, it it, it, it I think it's just gonna away from the feature aces. I think it's just gonna be a sit and watch kind of card for me. Not nothing really was uh, getting me too excited. Uh, interesting thoughts from uh, Lucky Others. What about yourself, Robbie Perez? Or anything else that the listeners should look out for at Gowden Park? Um, yeah, if things don't work out for the Scordingly and the Tiestes, then hopefully I can get um, compensation half an hour later with Jungle Junction in the in the beginner's chase. Um, he was third first in other offences to Captain Guinness in Punchestown and fell at the last in Leprestown the last day when probably booked for second behind um, January Jets. This is by far the easiest... Um, task he's faced over fences i schooled him this morning he jumped really well um seems to have no effects from his fall ante of willie mullins is in there as a terrible completion rate of jumping fences um u6 ff wouldn't be inspiring for him to go back and horse over fences so i'd be fairly confident that jungle junction can uh, lose his main title over fences so robbie Perr is uh just got up a double there for all the listeners this accordingly 14 to 1 um, no prices available right now for Jungle Junction, but I think we'll be looking around a 25 to 1 double there from Robbie Power. Uh, so make sure you get on that one. Uh, one thing I, I wanted to ask you as well, Robbie, uh, obviously Cheltenham's obviously just around the corner, and obviously we have the Dublin Racing Festival on the 6th and the 7th. I wanted to ask you about Honeysuckle, right? If you were Henry de Bromhead, right, and after she wins the Irish Champion Hurdle at the Dublin Racing Festival, right, would you run her in the Champion Hurdle at Cheltenham? Um, for Willie Mullins for years kept up in this um, he always felt you win what race is, is most winnable to you I, I still believe that Honeysuckle has a st- stiffer competition in the Mayor's Hurdle from Benny the Do as you have for making in the Champion Hurdle um, obviously Epiton fluffed her lines in, in Kempton and from an Irish point of view the, the Champion Hurdle or the Irish champion heard in Leprosan will tell us an awful lot more about that, but um, I'd be very tempted to give Honeysuckle a shot at the at the champion hurdle if if she's successful in the in the Irish champion. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Um, every time I see that fourteen to one right now, no, no, no bet, my eyes light up for Honeysuckle because I think I think she will win the Irish champion hurdle. She's thirteen to eight for that, and obviously she's up against William Mullins Charger there. Um, I still think I still think, and I've been saying it for the last number of years. The biggest mistake Chandler ever made was putting in a Grade One mare's hurdle. I'm not saying take the race away, demote it to a Grade Two, have genuine Grade Two mares in it, and then you will have the likes of Honeysuckle, Benny the Do will take on the Geldings and go for your Champion hurdles and your your World hurdles or or the, some of them races, you know. So I'm not saying take away the mare's hurdle because mares deserve to have a race, and have a chase now in Chandler, and it's a Grade Two make the mares hard for grade two and then the good mares will take on if they feel that, that the grade one mares they'll take on the, the other Arsenal champion hurdles and the world hurdles yeah is it it does look a very weak renewal of the champion this year because there's questions about epiton obviously getting turned over in the christmas hurdle um 
you need speed and you need stamina to win a champion hurdle. Um, and Honeysuckle has that abundance. I just think that 14-1 um, is an absolute knockout right now. And there's, there's no way if she turns up in the champion hurdle at Cheltenham, um, she's going to be a 14-1 chance. She'd probably be about 3-1, to 9-2 around that price. But listen, uh, that's been great. Obviously, having you on, Robbie, getting your insight, obviously, um, for, for Gerden Park on Thursday. Obviously, good luck uh, with the riding the Fiestas as well. And hopefully you can get a double up for obviously all the listeners there. Um, and obviously thank you, Chris Loder and Paul Callahan for for your insight for this uh, for this special episode at Gowden Park. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media, our social media channels on Twitter. Um, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify so you don't miss any of our latest episodes. Please make sure you gamble responsibly, um, and you'll be hearing from us very soon with our latest episode. Cheers, guys.